This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Here, PGA and LPGA legends, pros, top instructors, and media members from around the country sharing their stories, insights, and playing lessons every week right here on Next on the Tee. Take it away, Chris. And now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is my good friend Mitch Lawrence. You hear me mention his show, Talking Golf Getaways, every week at the top of the show because, A, I'm a huge Mitch Lawrence fan, and, B, his show is just simply fantastic. His show marries golf and travel and, and uh, you know, all the great places out there that we get to go eat and drink, and they give you some really great, you know, expert advice about where to go around the country, about some of the hidden gems, which we're going to talk about tonight. The show is available as a podcast on Golf Trip X, and that's the letter X. So GolfTripX.com. You can also find it on Audio Boom, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Player.fm, all the great places that you have out there to go find podcasts. I'm pretty sure you're going to find Mitch's show available on there as well. And beyond the show, you probably recognize his name and, and all the great things that he did as an actor on TV shows and in movies like Santa Barbara, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, One Tree Hill, Dawson's Creek, From the Earth to the Moon, my favorite of all time, In Living Color, not necessarily news in L.A. law. And rumor has it, Mitch is a great disc jockey as well, so I'm thrilled to have <laughs> this generation's Wolfman Jack back with me here uh, next on the tee. Good evening, Mitch. Your talents never cease to amaze me, my friend. Oh, you are good. You really are good. <laughs> Not just pulling the DJ thing out, but the Wolfman Jack reference. I mean, really, really. <laughs> if I didn't have a phone in one hand, I'd be applauding you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate you. So, Mr. Thanks, you know, oh, 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 all the many great things that you have going on. First of all, I want to start you know, about a story, you know, for what I consider to be the best golf picture in the history of golf pictures. And that's the one of you teeing off at El Campion, the course there at Mission Inn in Florida. Give us the behind the scenes, you know, what, what's behind that picture. And uh, for all of our listeners, go check it out on our website, nextonthetee.net. But Mitch, talk about what, uh, what that picture is all about. Well, uh, it did turn out to be you said it's your favorite, and I have to say it's probably mine also. Um, my podcast partner, Darren Bunch, and I went down to – we were at the PGA show, and we had made arrangements to go to Mission Inn. Uh, and for your listeners, if you haven't – I hadn't really heard of Mission Inn before we went. And what's stunning about that is that it's literally half an hour from Orlando, and this golf course – um, which was built many, many decades ago. Um, I, it was nowhere on my radar. And we had talked to the, the Drew Toth, his name is, and he's the, uh, one of the, you know, he's the head marketing guy at Mission Inn. And Darren and I drove over and you're out there just kind of driving around central Florida. And you get to this place called Howie in the Hills, Florida, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And um, we got there, and it's kind of the whole complex was built. Uh, the accommodations and the restaurants and stuff were all built 
kind of, I would say, probably 40, 50 years ago. And they have a feel to them that's unlike anything you find in Orlando, certainly. Uh, the guy, Howie, the guy who bought the land originally, um, had been to Spain, and he loved Spain. So he designed all the accommodations and everything based on Spanish architecture. So it has a very different feel. And Darren and I were at the time doing our golf getaways portion of our careers together. Uh, I had a podcast that I was doing by myself. Darren was running the Golf Getaways website. And we were going to be filming content, uh, some video stuff, at Mission Inn. So naturally, because as you know, I'm a hickory player and so is Darren. We went to El Campeón because it's got an incredible history. It's really a magnificent golf course. And unlike Central Florida and Orlando in particular, the thing that really distinguishes it is that the elevation change there is stunning. You kind of get an idea when you look at that picture that you're talking about, but there's uh, in spots 100 feet of elevation change, which is, you know, wow. I think you're in Florida. So we went out, as we often did, really early to get the best light. And the sun was coming up, and I was in my plus fours, and I was down on a lower tee box, and Darren was up at the top. And he just started snapping pictures from that spot. And that's really, that's where the picture came from. And I can't, uh, I absolutely can't recommend this place highly enough to your listeners. And as a matter of fact, uh, you talk about the GolfTripX.com website, our other partner, Ryan Ballingy, who's responsible for Golf News Net, has a great piece up there about his first trip to Mission Inn. And it's really worth reading because he, he captures what the place is all about and the history and the kind of quirkiness of the golf course and the greens complexes. And uh, it's a fantastic place. And that picture, yeah, that picture pretty much for me, every time I look at it, I just, uh, I just smile. It was an amazing, amazing morning. Yeah. And it's a great picture. I love it. It's like I say, it's out on our website and, and um, boy, I tell you what, you know, I, you you say, you know, you're not familiar with Howie in the Hills and I spent 12 years living in the Orlando area. So I am familiar ah, with, with that part. of Yeah. So I am familiar with that area and it is, it is like uh, no other place in the state of Florida you, to your point about the elevation changes. Yeah. You, when we think have about, you Florida, we think about I have not, I, I'm disappointed to say, but I tell you what, uh, after seeing that picture and hearing the story behind it, it is certainly on my list of places to go play. Looks great. Yeah. I, you'll love it. You'll love it. Mitch, your your recent Emergency 9 episode about Sweetens Cove, which is a beautiful nine-hole course in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, designed by Rob Collins, who was a guest with you. And even though it's only a nine-hole course, Golf Week ranked it the number one best course that you can play in the state of Tennessee, and I believe amongst their top in the country as well. But talk about the course and your conversation with Rob. Well, we were lucky to have Rob on. Darren had been over to Sweetens. Uh, he went by himself, and I forget the number of holes he played in a day and a half, but it was stupid. It was pure Darren golf. He played something like 60 holes in a day and a half. Oh, my. Um, yeah, but he got to spend some time with Rob. I knew about Rob. I Obviously, I had known about Sweetens Cove. I have yet to go, but I'm going to have a chance in August, which we'll talk about. Um but when, when Darren came back, he was raving about Rob and what an amazing guy he was. And so we had a chance to have him on. We did two podcasts with him. Uh, the first one is 
I don't know, probably a little over an hour of of Rob, which is so worth it. We could have gone on for more hours. Uh, he is a just an incredible guy. He's one of these. I like to think of this new wave of kind of architects that are coming along in the game that we're all benefiting from. Uh, and Rob is right up there. And, you know, guys like, uh, I don't want to leave anybody out, but uh, Keith Rabb and Riley Johns and Keith Cutton. And there's there's a bunch of these guys that that really get it to me. They really get what golf should be. And they're trying to make it public and affordable and fun. That's the only way I can put it. And Rob's one of those guys. Uh, he's got a great background. He worked for Gary Player Design, and then he worked for an architect named Rick Robbins, who most people don't know. But if you Google Rick Robbins uh, and you look at his ridiculous resume worldwide, you get an idea of where Rob came from. And he took this place in you know South Pittsburgh outside of Chattanooga and pretty much single-handedly, they had a chance. There was a golf course there, but just on a flat piece of ground. And the owners didn't want to do anything with it. And they pretty much just gave it to Rob and said, if you can make something happen, go ahead. Uh, and he and his partner, Tad King, it's where King Collins Golf comes from. The two of them started a number of years ago to put this together. And they literally built a nine-hole golf course that is, as you said, think about this statistic. Not only is it rated by Golf Week the number one public course in Tennessee, Forget the 918. It's the number one public course in Tennessee. It was ranked by Golf Week number 50 on the top 100 modern courses you can play. Ahead of places like Valhalla, Quail Hollow. Uh, wow. You go down the bottom 50 list, and it's ahead of some, you know, PGA Tour stop venues, uh, sites of majors, and it's a nine-hole golf course. So what all you really need to know is that uh, the the nine holes are uh, incredibly interesting. Uh, the architecture is uh, everything that I've read about it. And Darren kind of confirmed this, uh, that, that when Augusta National was built, these holes are similar to a lot of them. They have a lot of different characteristics, too. But uh, there's parts of them that are really similar to what Alistair McKenzie was trying to do. And I think Rob's such a student of history, and he's such a great guy. If you listen to the two podcasts, the the first one and then the Emergency Nine, you really get a feel for who this guy is. And Sweden is an extension of who he is. They don't have – I think my favorite part about Sweden's with this these accolades, nobody really knew about it. Uh, it opened in, I think, 2014. And then there's a great writer named Dylan DeChere who did an article in the New York Times about Sweden's Cove called The Little Course That Could. Uh, and he wrote it in 2017. And once that article came out, things started exploding. Uh, and what I love about it is there's basically the nine holes and a shack. They call it the shed, which is the clubhouse. Uh, there's no indoor plumbing. There's an out, you know, just an outhouse out back. There's no amenities. This is literally just pure golf. And when we talked to Rob about it, uh, because the most exciting news for him, and I don't, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, recently uh, it was announced that there's now an investment group that has come in and they're putting money into Sweden. And it's not just any investment group. There's, I think, five partners, but two of them are Peyton Manning, 
and Andy Roddick, the tennis player. And when you right. say the name Peyton Manning in Tennessee, <laughs> right? obviously, it, it kind of means something. So Rob was beside himself. He didn't really know. There were people interested and had been talking, but he went to dinner one night, and there was Peyton Manning and Andy Roddick, and he sat down, and he said, what's going on? And uh, they pretty much said, we're your new partners. So they're wow. going to be putting some money into the place, but they're not doing anything to take away the feel of what they have there. He said, we're going to keep the shed. We may get some indoor plumbing. We may have a bathroom inside, <laughs> which is that's so rob um but they're, they're kind of keeping it that way they're not they're not going to really change uh they may add a few things to it they're going to put so you know a, a huge putting area much like uh this will do at pinehurst and um you know just different there's a lot of them that are springing up now obviously and uh so they're going to put that in they're going to they're talking about doing some really cool lodging around the outside and but they're not making any changes they're not adding nine more holes or anything like that they may they may they may put a short course you know like a six hole or nine hole par three course and i said to him all right so you're telling me that you're going to put a short course at the short course <laughs> basically <laughs> right <laughs> so that's that's kind of the way they think and um and I just, like I said, Darren, absolutely, and anybody who's been there, if people go online, they can find a ton of content now about uh, Sweetens Cove. Um, but we're going to have great content because in August, we, uh, Rob came up with the idea of renting the golf course out, which not many places can do. So you can rent the golf course out. You can do this. If you get 10 of your friends, you say, okay, we're taking it for the day. You come up with the money, which is not a ton. And we did that. And on August 23rd and 24th, we ha we're having our Golf Trip X Sweden's Cove shootout. And we've taken the golf course for two days. Uh, we put it up about probably a month ago, and we've already got a bunch of people who signed up. Uh, I think we have about 10 spots left. And it's going to be two days of unlimited, crazy, fun, ridiculous golf. And it's literally like just having the place to yourself. So we're uh, we're really excited. We're going to get a lot of content out of it, so people will learn more when we're there. If people have a chance to go before that, that obviously would be a big deal. So, so for our listeners who are now dying to be a part of this event that you guys are, are putting on, how can they go online and get more information about it? Uh, all they have to do is go to golftripx.com. That's the letter X, golftripx.com, and right there on the home page, there's a there's a link and you can sign up and I recommend doing it. We got some great prizes. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of stuff going on over those two days. One of the things about Sweden's that's fantastic. They, they recently added a second flag on the nine holes on each of the nine holes. So you can go out in the morning, play it to one, you know, the left pins say, and then go out after and play to the right pins. Uh, but they pretty much, when you have the course to yourself, Rob said, we can do whatever we want. We can play cross country. We can play from one tee to a different green, uh, which we'll be doing. We're going to have a lot of contests, and uh, there's obviously going to be some nighttime activities going on, which will be really fun. Wow. And these greens yeah. these greens are crazy. 
these greens are crazy and we're going to have so much fun. We're going to have putting contests and all kinds of stuff. And uh, among the prizes, <clears throat> excuse me, Chris, among the prizes, uh, we have managed to get, you know, that Darren and I are huge Mike Strands fans. Um, yes. And Mike, Mike built Tobacco Road and a number of other great courses. And uh, Mark Stewart over at Tobacco Road has been kind enough. One of the prizes is going to be a for a foursome a stay at the Stewart Cabin by the 14th wow. Green at Tobacco Road and golf at Tobacco Road. And then we also have two nights and golf down here in Myrtle Beach at two other ridiculously great Strats courses, uh, Caledonia and True Blue. So those are those are prizes, and there'll be other ones too. But it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be more fun than you should be allowed to have over two days. <laughs> That's the only way I could say it. And for our listeners, just to be clear, go on GolfTripX.com. Go over to uh, the Play tab and down to the Golf Trip X events, and then you've got the opportunity to sign up and uh, get one of those last 10 spots. Mitch, I want to change gears just a little bit. And, and one of the other ways, one of the newer ways that people are getting introduced to the game of golf is through Top Golf. You've got locations there in Myrtle Beach. We have them here in Atlanta. You guys recently did an episode about Top Golf. Talk about what Top Golf is doing to help bring more people into the game. Well, you know, it's interesting because to me, and I've been, I had been to a couple of other Top Golf facilities in Charlotte and in Las Vegas. Um, and I enjoyed them. Um, I had fun. We had a couple of people. We had a good time. Uh, I hadn't really clicked into what it's really going to mean over time. Uh, and then they opened the one in Myrtle Beach just um, a month ago, probably. And I got to talk to the director of operations um, here in Myrtle Beach. And we were just talking, and when I was researching Top Golf and what it's doing, I realized this is—it's not a flash in the pan. It's not just some kind of quick thing that's just going to fade away. And when I was there in Myrtle Beach when they opened it, because it's a different kind of venue for Top Golf, and I think a key to why it's going to help people get into the game. Uh, most of the venues are 102 bays. Uh, in the bigger cities. And Myrtle Beach is one of the first ones that only has 72. And they really wanted to see, was it going to work? Is it enough? Or are we going to be crowded? Whatever. Uh, it's been jammed here ever since they opened. And when I went over, I've been over there three or four times. And it's not just, you know, a couple of golfers hitting balls at targets. It's families. It's young kids. It's It's young parents with babies in a stroller. Um, it's, it's literally, I was blown by away, blown away by the one year. Um, and I think they'll get their share of summertime traffic here in Myrtle beach, which is also good because it's going to bring families into it. But in the high seasons of fall and the spring in Myrtle beach, you know, they're going to be jammed at night when guys get off the golf course and they want to go and they want to sit and eat and drink and, and bet and, do what they do, I think it's going to be a huge hit. And they now have uh, Myrtle Beach was the 53rd Top Golf, uh, and they're now getting ready to expand into Mexico, into Canada, uh, Dubai. I mean, these guys aren't kidding around. And they've got a very forward thinking team. Uh, and I think, just personally, you know, I, I'll tell you a quick story, and this really clicked in when I went. 
Uh, Charlie Reimer, who I'm sure you're aware of, Golf Channel personality, former tour pro. Charlie right. Reimer now lives in Myrtle Beach. And we had a uh, the South Carolina ratings panel, of which I'm a member. We had an awards dinner. And Charlie, this was probably six weeks ago, Charlie was the speaker, the featured speaker. And he's fantastic, by the way. If you ever get a chance to just hang with Charlie and listen to him talk, he's he is off the charts a great guy and really, really has his has his mind right about golf. But he was talking somebody asked him a question about the state of the game. And all of us who are involved always talk about it. Is it growing? Is it not? Whatever. And Charlie said, you know, it, it tends to be flat. We lose players, we gain players, we lose he said, but now we're at a critical point because the generation that's older, who have typically been a lot of golfers in this baby boomer age, and I'm including myself in this, um, they're going to be out of the game in 10 years. And Charlie being Charlie, he said, they're either going to be unable to swing a club or they'll be dead. He said, <laughs> he said they're going to, there just won't be Indeed. these guys anymore, these people. So, um, he said, but the, the thing that gives him hope, he said, we have to change the way we look at how golf will get to new players. And it's not just going to be on the golf course. Sure, you, people take their kids to the course, but it's kind of up in the air as to whether they'll click in. He said, we have to get used to the fact that it's going to come from new technology. And that includes video games that they can play on tablets, because that's a huge deal with kids. And he said, and technology of places like Topgolf. And when he said it at the time, it was before I went over to the new one here, it made sense to me. But when I was over there and I said, he's right, this is the way to get new people into the game. It doesn't mean everybody's going to go and become a golfer. But uh, I think the impact of it uh, and the fact that they can build these smaller ones now, these 72 bay ones, that's what really excited me because cities are one thing. But obviously, there's tons of places around the country that are not cities. And now that Topgolf understands if you have a certain segment of the population, they can go ahead and put these in there. And I think for places that have winter and you can't golf for four or five months, I mean, to me, it's, it's almost an unlimited horizon. So I was, I was really excited to have the one here in Myrtle Beach. Uh, they have unbelievable food. They do that differently than most places people go to. Um, they have great teams. They have the biggest friggin' TV I've ever seen in a sports bar. <laughs> it's it's 36 feet by 27 feet. Wow. That's and crazy. you can break it up into 12 separate screens or keep it as one big screen. And I got to tell you, I went to watch a Duke, North Carolina game at the end of the season in there, and it's a big TV. But it's great. It's a great place to hang and just go for a couple hours with your friends and your family and just have a good time. So I think it's really, really impressive. Mitch, one of the things that uh, you and I were talking about yesterday, and you were gracious enough to share a picture just a moment ago, not that long ago, I should say. And this weekend, I have the privilege of interviewing Brent uh, Dornford, who is the brand manager for Old Head Golf Links over in Ireland. And folks, if you want to see one of the most amazing pieces of property that you can imagine a golf course being built on, it's a peninsula that reaches about two miles out into the Atlantic Ocean. Go online to oldhead.com. Take a, take a look for yourself. And Mitch, when you and I were talking yesterday, you're not only familiar with Old Head, you played there. Talk about that. 
Well, I'm fortunate to have a great friend here in Myrtle Beach who I've done a lot of golf business with over the years named Paul Himmelsbach. And Paul and his wife, Judy, have a place in Bantry on the southwest coast of Ireland. And so my wife, Ava, and I have been over there four or five times. And um, one of the great things is that we just hop in a car. And as you know, if you're in Scotland or England or Ireland, you can hit a number of golf courses within a few days. And we had been to uh, near Paul's house. We had already played Waterville and Bally Bunyan and Killarney and Bantry Bay is right there. And he said, we're going to go out to Old Hit and said, fine, great. He said, it'll blow your mind. And it did. Uh, and like you said, it's it's unlike anything you could ever imagine somebody putting a golf course on. Uh, it's 300 feet down to the ocean from this cliff peninsula. Uh, nine of the holes are actually on the edge of the cliff around the outside. Uh, and it's it's the kind of place that's so stunning that you have to kind of remind yourself to play golf because the views wow. are off the charts. Uh, the holes are fantastic. Uh, it's got a lighthouse. It's the history at, of Kinsale, which is where it is, is, you know, a thousand years old. So there's tons of history there. The Lusitania, that's where it was sunk during the First World War, which got the U.S. into the war. There's a lot of stuff going on there. But once you start playing golf, uh, and I had one of those days, like I told you, Chris, I had one of those stupid golf days where for some unknown reason at that particular point, the weather was uh, the guy in the pro shop said you can come here for 100 years and not have a day like today. There was no wind, which is just silly. I mean, you're sticking out into the middle of the ocean. Uh, and there was no wind, and it was just a stunning day. And from the first hole, I made an unbelievable up and down over a bunker on the first hole for par. And I wound up coming to 18, um, and I was even. And I had shot an even par round once in my life before that. And I came to 18 even, and I said, okay, just keep playing. And I hit a great drive, and I had a second shot in that was about 160 yards uphill. And like I said, there was no wind, so I just figured, okay, and it's a huge green. And the pin was kind of in the back third. And my, at that point, I can't do it anymore, but at that point, I was hitting my five iron about 170. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to hit the five, and I'm going to get it up there on the green and go from there. And I hit a great shot, what I thought was a great shot, and it just came up short on the green, but it came up on the th first third of the green. And then I three-putted for bogey. So, Still. But the day itself, yeah, but the day itself was, uh, I, I told you I have the picture on the wall in my office. I look at it 50 times a day, and I'm as happy as I was when I was there every time I look at that picture. It's if if anybody's going over or making plans to go to Ireland, there's no shortage of unbelievable golf courses, obviously, there. But if you can get to Old Head, it'll be an experience that you literally you won't forget it. You'll just remember it for the rest of your life. Mitch, just a couple more before I let you go. But you wrote about a very scary eight seconds that happened to you a few months ago. Talk about what that was and uh, what you learned from the experience. Are you talking about that two-footer I missed? or No. <laughs> uh, no. no. I'm one okay. that's talking about the one that almost had all of us <laughs> in, in, uh, in a world you, of hurt. Yeah. Um, well, I was just uh, – I was walking the dog with my wife out in front of the house. We had just gone for a long walk with Louie, our dog, and she had the dog on a leash, and all of a sudden I got – 
incredibly beyond dizzy, kind of like when you stand up too fast and the blood rushes from your head. And I sat down on the ground and then I laid back down. Uh, got up after a little while, was very shaky, went in the house, happened again about 10 minutes later. And I said, let's go to the emergency room. And um, obviously, it's a much longer story. But while I was in the emergency room, my heart decided it wanted to take a break for eight seconds. Uh, and I opened my eyes. My wife was screaming. And I said, what are you screaming about? And she said, because your eyes rolled back in your head and you were speaking in tongues. And uh, wow. luckily, they had me yeah, they had me all wired up and the nurses came running in and they kind of said, OK. And the doc came in and he said, all right, you're uh, – you're, the way he put it was, he said, he said, you're old enough to remember the distributor cap on a car that fires signals to the spark plugs to tell them to go. And he said, we have one of those in our heart, right in the middle of our heart that sends the signal, the electric signals to the muscles of your heart to contract. He said, and yours doesn't work anymore. He said, yours is bad. Um, so they put a pacemaker in and uh, it's set at 60 beats a minute. It'll never go below that because it was right before I kind of left for eight seconds it was at 36 and then it went down and it's it's really not supposed to be below 60 unless you're a marathon runner which as you know i am so i was kind of surprised all <laughs> right but i was really lucky i was lucky i was home i was lucky i wasn't driving my car i was lucky on every front you can think of and uh it was a sunday late afternoon and by monday late afternoon i had a pacemaker and by tuesday i was home and uh Outside of not being able to raise my left arm for two months above my shoulder, life went on, and I'm here talking to you. So all the other stuff we talk about pales in comparison to just being lucky to be here. Yes, yes, it does. And we are all very lucky that you are still here and we are having this conversation right now. So thank God for all of those things. Yeah. Every golfer will understand when I that after that episode, you know, when I realized I was going to be okay, and they were going to take care of it um, before the operation or anything else. When I comforted my wife and I said, it's going to be fine, and I thought it was going to be fine, what do you think the next things I thought about were? Golf. Golf? It started running through my <laughs> mind that Darren and I had scheduled really? some podcasts, that did I have anything, did we have any trips coming up that I wouldn't be able to do? That, Yeah, and the oh reason my. I say it, it's, it wasn't – it wasn't kind of a conscious weird thing. It was just I realized how big a part of my life for the last 40 years golf is and has been. And once everything was fine and my, like I said, once my wife was okay and I was okay, then I started going back to the thing other than my family that I love the most, and that's golf. Wow. So, Mitch, tomorrow is National Golf Day. So I have to imagine yep. you're going to be out on a golf course somewhere. Where are you spending it? Uh, I have some work, some uh, business I have to take care of up in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is about 75 miles from me. And so this afternoon I made a call to a friend of mine who's the head pro at Wilmington Municipal Golf Course. If any of your listeners there in that area get over to Wilmington, Wilmington Municipal Golf Course is a Donald Ross course uh, that when I first played it in my acting days, I was doing a job in Wilmington. Somebody says, have you played the, the Ross course? And I said, what Ross course? And they said, Wilmington Muni. I said, get out of here. 
He said, no, really. So I went over. I think it cost $12. Uh, wow. And it was well, it was in kind of rough shape, but it was Donald Ross all the way. And uh, John Fote, who's a great architect from the West Coast, who did Pumpkin Ridge and some other places, John Fote came in and did a restoration and a great job. So it is a an amazing uh, municipal golf course right in the heart of Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, still ridiculously cheap. I think they charge thirty dollars to play it, and it's a it's a fantastic golf course. So I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do my business about one o'clock, and then I'm going to go over and see my friend Dave, and I will be communing with Donald Ross with my hickories for National Golf Day. Mitch, remind our listeners again how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing. Listen to your podcast and uh, read all the articles. You're not, you, you, you and I were talking yesterday. You don't, you don't write as often as you used to, uh, but what you do have out there is fantastic stuff. Talk about how we can listen and read. Well, I appreciate you saying it. Well, we are lucky to have uh, again golftripx.com is the website, and we are incredibly lucky to have not only kind of our own writers, but some outside writers doing work. But I have to mention Eric Hart, who's one of the most well-traveled golf writers I've ever come across, who's got unbelievable content, hidden gems in Ireland. Uh, he's doing a series on the best short courses in the United States. All 50 states are represented. It's a mind-boggling piece of work. He's got a series on Alabama golf uh, that's a multi-part series on things to do and places to stay and what to eat and where to go in Alabama. Uh, Ryan Ballinger, as I mentioned, is a great writer. And Darren Bunch has some great stuff up there. So if you go to golftripx.com is the website, uh, social media, it's at Golf Trip Experts on Twitter and Instagram. So you How can find you? us on all those places. How about me? <laughs> um, How about you? I'm me. I'm uh, me. <laughs> I'm at Mitch Lawrence. It's L-A-U-R-A-N-C-E on Twitter and Instagram, too. So I, I so appreciate you, Chris. I have to I tell you this every time we get to talk, but I so appreciate you and everything you do for all of us who love the game and how giving you are to your guests. And uh, You're a gem, my friend. And I have to tell you, my brother says the same thing. He said to say hello. As he does every Sunday morning at eight oh three, which and he really does, and and I and I appreciate that very much about Matthew, and and, and you know I I listen to he and Perry religiously every Sunday morning at eight oh three a.m. It is my eight oh three a.m. tea time. I love you guys. You're you're fantastic. I can't thank you enough for the generosity you have for coming back on the show as frequently as you do, Mitch. You're a, you you say I'm a gem. I think you're a gem, and I can't uh, I can't tell you how much you mean to me and and uh, how much I enjoy all the, all the things that you do. You're, uh, you're absolutely fantastic, my friend. Well, right back at you. You're a gem. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Let's, Take let's care, get Mitch. out I'll and actually play some golf soon. How about if we yes, play some golf I mean, soon? I get, let's end with that. Yes, that would, I know. I'd love, I'd love to have you here, and I think we both need to go out and check out the new uh, Bobby Jones golf course here in Atlanta. Oh, I'm dying. I am dying to get over there. Yeah, I am as well. So we we need to go do that. And Chattanooga's not that far. So, okay, man. Let me know, my friend. Looking forward to it. I'll talk to you. Thanks, Chris. All right. See you, Mitch. See you, Mitch. Bye. That's the great Mitch Lawrence, folks. And I'm telling you, go out onto their site again, Golf Trip X, the letter X as in experts dot com, and check it out. And uh, if you're interested in that Sweden's Cove shootout, you can link right to it. 
from their site. Again, if you go on to uh, GolfTripX.com and click on the Play tab, and then they've got GolfTripX events, and then there's some links to uh, to more information about what they've got coming up there in August. And like I say, the, the podcast is great, Talking Golf Getaways. The articles are fantastic, so a lot of really great content there for you. And, and Mitch and Darren are putting out new podcasts all the time, and I really enjoyed listening to uh, both parts of that uh, interview with Rob Collins and Sweden's Cove. It was really great stuff, and Rob is, as uh, Mitch was saying, really enjoyable to listen to, as, of course, Mitch and Darren are as well. But the uh, the stories that Rob told and uh, the history and all the things that they did there at Sweden's Cove, Sweden's Cove absolutely spectacular stuff. So look forward to catching up with uh, Mitch again uh, real soon and hopefully, like I said, getting to tee it up with him. That would be the the highlight of the year. All right, folks, time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Tee. My sincere thanks go out to Cameron Beckman and Mitch Lawrence for joining me tonight. Please give me your thoughts. Check out our page over on Facebook, Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro. You can give me a comment, a like, whatever you have. If you've got a question for a guest that we've had here on the show in the past or one that we have coming up, and you can see our guest schedule on our website, nextonthetee.net, please let me know there as well. Glad to get that question answered for you folks this show uh, airs every tuesday night from uh you know starting at 8 8 p.m eastern time you, you can uh, check out our website like i say next on the t.net to see who some of our past guests have been and links to uh some of our you know previous episodes and we also link back over to our site on podbean because we've got all our archived episodes available for you there as well so you can check out any of our you know over 200 you know we're getting close to actually 300 episodes available and we uh if you've got the uh the the 60 to 90 minutes to listen to a full episode we've got them for you there we also try to cut up our our uh, our guest segments so if you only have 15 or 20 minutes we have those segments available for you to listen to over there as well folks can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show tonight we really appreciate the fact that you are making this uh next on the tee a part of your golfing content until next week hit them straight my friends On the G with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Tuesday to hear more stories about the game we love from people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about the great game of golf. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 
The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.